0: Hi, I'm Eric Berry from the Starfleet Escape podcast, and you're listening to another great Four Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. What is it, Mikey? Some podcast is gonna be talking about us! According to my research, it's called The Long Box Cast. What the heck's a long box? No clue, but they're gonna be
1: talking about the history of us!
0: Mikey, you hate history.
1: Oh, right.
0: So who hosts this thing, anyway? Some guys named Steve and Kyle. Never heard of them. Seems they had some guest stars, too. Guys know any anime Redneck 96? Nope. True KROs? Nope. The Ranger Top? The Ranger What? Never mind. We should probably let them start their show. Life of New York is
1: Saturday Night Live!
0: Wrong show, Mikey. Greetings, true listeners. Huge shout out to true KROOO, also known as Reggie, who was our last host who just did that awesome introduction for us for our very special Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. That's right, we're going to be talking about the history of the Turtles and whatnot because Steve and I have finally seen the new movie. Uh, You'll get to hear all about that, plus maybe some new facts you didn't know about. it. But before we get into that, Steve got some boxes, I got some comics. That's right, we're going to talk about some comics on this show because you know what, we're a comic book podcast and we should talk about some comics every now and then. Yeah, it might help. Yeah, because if we're gonna call ourselves a long box cast, we gotta talk about comics. If we're gonna just talk about the TV shows, then we should just call ourselves the DVR cast.
2: I'm starting to think that we just need to make a cast called the DC uh, DCW podcast.
0: We'll get into that later. Um, maybe. Who knows? Depends on how this uh, new season comes up. But before we get into all that, I'm Kyle. That was Steve, and this is the Long Box Cast.
1: Dropping that guitar. Turtles. Teenage pizza, pizza, turtles. Teenage the Here we go with the lean green ninja team. On the scene, cool teens doing ninja things. So extreme, I the sue like laser beams. Get right with the shell shock pizza king. Can't stop these radical dudes. The secret of the ooze made the chosen few. Emerge from the shadows to make their move. The good guys win and the bad guys lose. This bitch is through Donatello. Is a fellow has a way with machines. Raphael's got the most attitude on the team. Michael Angelo, he's one of a kind. And you notice where they find it when it's party time. That's a splinter title, of time, every single skill they need. The B1, Lee, me, greedy, crazy team. Teenage Mutant teen, Ninja Turtles. Teenage will
0: All right. So, like I said, we got a turtly awesome. That's right. I said the pun <laughs> turtly awesome. I you know, don't care. You're going to have a shell of a time. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> Turtle puns <laughs> up the wazoo.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I promise you this will not be a very slow episode. It's going to go by quite quickly as a ninja. I don't know. I'm starting to run out of puns. I'm not good at improv. So, without further ado, Steve, how the hell are you?
2: Uh good, good. Uh, like we said, um, you know, turtles. We I talked a little bit about that this week. We'll dive more into all that uh, today and everything that when the kids are listening. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. uh what was the? I think that was the last. Yeah, it's the last movie I saw. Uh, a lot of movies are hitting my way, and I have no idea which ones to see next. Uh, like Finding Dory just came out, and then great Star movie. Trek Beyond. So yeah, Matthew saw it as well, and they both said great. But uh, yeah, and then other than that, uh, uh, this was the bo- the week of boxes for me. Um, so Marvel, of course, never sends me like a shipping, tracking thing, so I can never guesstimate when it comes. And I came home on Monday, and boom, there was the new Marvel Core box of uh, <laughs> Women of Power was this one. Very nice. Uh, so we'll touch upon that in a bit. And then, of course, I got Nerd Block as well, which had a little item in there that I was not expecting. And it's kind of funny that I said I would not go out of my way to collect these things, but I'm ending up with a collection now of these uh, dwarves.
0: Um, yeah, like I've got like three Dorbs and all three of which I've never bought a single one of, I, they've just been given to me in like one of the boxes. So I still don't know what I want to do with them right now. They're hidden in one of my cabinets, but yeah, I have them in the boxes and they're out
2: for a bit. So, um, without further ado, I think I'll jump in cause I'll talk about one Dorbs. It's not really, um, comic book related, but it is, uh, it's one I did get with Loot Crate, which also came this week for me. So it's like, but I did get a cool RoboCop shirt
0: can't stop the pop where we talk everything and anything pop vinyl hey, Yeah, so i know you're getting the pop
2: vinyl let me just show you stuff that you probably want to waste your money on
0: Here.
2: okay so anyway so like we were saying dorbs. so the one dorb that i got from loot crate was actually a fallout uh dorbs, which is like one of the brotherhoods of steel which is kind of mm-hmm. cool I was like, okay, that's kind of clever. And of course, with the boxes that I have gotten, I've gotten the Tony Stark, the the Deadpool, and then I got the Batman v Superman one together. And then with Loot Crate, wasn't expecting it. Now, this was kind of cool. So I have a friend of mine, a co-host on uh, another to be horror cast as well. She also subscribes to uh, NerdBlock, and it was kind of cool because we ended up getting different things. Like they had like one person, you know, like years two options you could have gotten. So the one I got with the dwarves was the Guardians of the Galaxy Star-Lord. Nice. And then she ended up getting the Groot one. Okay. And then it was funny because then there was the coins from Game of Thrones. So I ended up getting the dragon one of... uh... Dragaris, and then she ended up getting the uh, Stark, of uh, the wolf ones or whatnot. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then they had three different Zelda shirts. So I got one in green, which is Link, and then she got one in like blue. So it was mm-hmm. actually kind of funny how I was like, okay. So I figured this was a little bit of comic bookie, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, dwarves. Depending on what goes on with these, these actually might turn out to be, um, if I don't really want them or whatnot, they might actually be uh, giveaways or something like that. Who knows? Oh, okay, I'm not sure yeah, which yeah, the dwarves cool. yet. Um, but then we'll t- dive into... Well, another cool thing I got was that I posted on Facebook was the uh, Ghostbusters uh, Tobin Spirit Guide, which was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, huge Ghostbusters fan, but I'll talk about that more on none of the Bihorka. So I guess with the Women of Power box that I got from Marvel Core, the comic I got was this. And it's actually the first issue of Civil War. How cool. So now? You get to read it. Civil War too. so I'll definitely check that out. Uh, and then some of the stuff that I got. Now, this was the first time I didn't get a Dorps. Instead, they sent other of these pop figures— or by the same
0: company, but these little characters—have you seen these? The little—I feel like I have, but um, I haven't seen them in the store. I don't think. Yeah, what these
2: ones are is like these—these these little kind of bobbleheads, kind of figures. But I guess when you buy them in the store, they come in a box. and It's kind of like a mystery box. You're not sure which one you're going to get. You can just pick kind of like.
0: Yes. Okay. You know, I
2: know what happened with me? That. I did that with the Avengers, and I ended up getting a uh, Iron Man, and then I did that with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and got a. Um, rap i was a uh, forget her name gamora gamora thank you i was all like it starts with a g ends <laughs> with a Amora. uh <laughs> i know how to spell so i was like okay that's kind of cool so i figured like i had those two and those are also things that i don't really collect but i was like i'll open these ones up they're pretty well designed and stuff like that yeah. and then of course you got a which i didn't think this one was coming it was a spider uh, woman pen. oh that's cool. cool i'm always a sucker for pens yeah, no, I love these pins. I'm actually kind of glad they gave you that lanyard, which is funny because it's like I'm putting DC and Marvel on each side of the lanyards. Yeah, I'm... And then there was this That's little um, patch, which I really want to do stuff with patches, but I don't know what to do. I might just have to buy like a messenger mm-hmm. bag and start putting them on that.
0: That's actually uh, not a bad idea because, I'll be honest, I don't really own a jean jacket or something like that to put some patches on, so yeah. I've never really been much into patches. Um... I know my father-in-law. A shout out to him if he's listening, because I know he loves turtles, so he'll probably be listening to this episode. He's a Boy Scout master, so I might have an Iron Man or Captain America pin if I can find that one. Or was it Black Panther? Who came with to Civil War? Black Panther. Okay, I, I might give him Black Panther then. He might actually have a better patch of the pin. Uh, patch. Oh, the patch was was Ooh. it half and half? No, what
2: was the patch? I'm trying to it's remember. True. I'm gonna have to pull it, which is funny. I just went through the patches too. Um, <laughs> my one because I have like a box of patches now. Um, yeah. I'm trying. To Either remember. way. because yeah, the was the pin was, uh, the pin was uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, that um, one I remember. And then this was cool. The, I had a, I now have a Spider-Gwen oh,
0: shirt. Oh, I'm jealous. Uh,
2: which is funny because when I open the box, they give you kind of like the design. Like this is what we went through to pick out the stuff yeah. for the box. And they actually came up with three different designs mm-hmm. for the designs for the shirt. And it was two Spider-Gwens. This one was the one they settled on. There was another kind of cool one. Mm-hmm. And the other one was also kind of like a pop uh, figure again. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad it was this one because I feel like all my shirts so far from Marvel Core have just been pop vinyl shirts, which are cool and yeah that but i kind of like like dc has kind of switched it up like i don't think i've even gotten a pop vinyl shirt from the dc box yet Mm -hmm. i was like okay and then of course i called it yeah the pop figure is the squirrel girl
0: yeah i am so jealous of that i like you have no idea i love squirrel girl uh, yeah, actually, my,
2: uh, my co-host from Longboxcast, yeah, she wants to actually go as Squirrel Girl for uh, Halloween and stuff like that. She already bought the tail. She's already got the red hair and everything like that. The only problem um, is she has the has a brown colors. So. Steve?
0: Yeah. I'm your co-host from Longboxcast, and I'm a male.
2: Yes, as I said, my co-host from Longboxcast wants to go. <laughs> no, uh, Cass, we can edit that in post. No, <laughs> no, we're not. So we'll do this. We'll just, we'll just go dot, dot, dot. Not another B-horror cast, and you just insert that. Um, but, yeah,
0: uh, very cool. Um, she's got the little squirrel. The squirrel has a bow on it. Oh, uh, was it Tippy Joe or Tippy Toe? No, um, shoot. I forgot the name of her squirrel, but,
2: yeah. Yeah, and then it was kind of cool because then they show you, like, all the other women of power, I guess. Uh, they have a mm-hmm. She-Hulk, of the Spider-Gwen, the Spider-Gwen unmasked but with hood, Spider-Gwen unhood without mask, Captain Marvel, and then Captain Marvel mask. so... Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually going to stop right there, um, because you just reminded me, Spider-Gwen, it wasn't now, obviously, I don't think we talked about this on the show before, but briefly, Disney Infinity did get cancelled about a month ago or so, and... Oh, yes. Yeah, so a lot of news has been coming out, basically, of what was going to come out, Mm -hmm. and uh, first they showcased, like, the designs for the Doctor Strange Infinity figure, which looked really cool, but then... Just recently, they announced that there were plans for a Spider-Gwen figure. I'm not going to lie. I cried. I I cried. I was upset. I was like, you gotta be fucking shit. Like, I kind of just want them to release this figure now as just, like, you don't have to release the computer components, just release the physical figure so I can just have it.
2: I was actually curious about that. So if they didn't really have, like, the computer components in the bottom of that figure and they just
0: made the figures... Like, don't you think that we'd probably make bank on that? Probably, especially if, like, you know, you just released it for a cheaper price. But, I mean, I I don't know. The company, the whole game division that was making the game is gone now, so...
2: Yeah, which is also really kind of weird. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with a lot of stuff, because we did see that they're going to be making the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 game, finally. um, And, of course, the new Spider-Man game.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think that had anything to do with that. I think it was just more like uh maybe they just weren't making as much money as they thought they were, which is ridiculous because Disney Infinity was the number one um toys to life video game. Yeah, that's what
2: I heard, and which is funny because I knew more people had that, and I'm not talking about like kids had that. Like I know like you had it, like people like our age, like were buying mm-hmm. that. Stuff. Oh, yeah. a, the design was cool, the game was fun, it was like an mm-hmm. open sandbox game. It was like just a fun idea smart idea it was just creative and stuff of like that like i saw the spyro when it first came out i'm like okay that's kind of cool but like that thing just seems to be holding on like i'm like if that game went bankrupt that's it because they don't really have anything else i don't think the skylanders but it's like yeah, skylanders I mean, about to release their sixth version yeah that's what i was like and then i'm all like how did disney infinity fail i'm like disney has like more properties yeah. than
0: anybody so i i don't know maybe disney was like yeah we're just not gonna do this anymore but if this is the case, now that Disney Infinity does it is no longer around, maybe, just maybe, um, Lego Dimensions could come in and be like, hey, since you guys aren't using Star Wars for Toys to Life anymore, mind if we use Star Wars for our games? So maybe like 2018, 2019, we'll see Star Wars and Lego Dimensions.
2: Maybe, you know, maybe Disney can kind of deal with them or something like that, like they've done with, you know, Sony well, Pictures. I, I
0: think that's what they'll probably end up doing. Um. Because, you know, I don't see Marvel coming to Disney, uh, LEGO Dimensions because it's already got DC Comics. And basically, um, the characters already interact with each other. Mm-hmm. So you can't have... And all the characters are already, like, a equal level. They all yeah. have the same... So, like, no one character stronger than others Some might have different abilities than others. But each character is equal in strength, basically. Yeah. So, you don't really have to worry about like the company being like, Oh, spider mans so much more stronger than Batman. So you got to have him stronger. You don't have to worry about that, but yeah, character interacts with each other. So you don't know how you can't be like, Oh, Hey, uh, Batman can't say this is Spider-Man or Spider-Man can't say this is Superman. You know, you you gotta be care. So they may not go with the Marvel route, but they could still introduce star Wars characters into the game, which would be really cool.
2: Yeah, they might be able to do that cuz I know with I mean, Hack Lego really I mean, they still made their Marvel Avengers, you know, game that came out which exactly. was lots of play and all that kind of stuff. So it's like it, I don't and plus now again, Lego uh Lego Star Wars mm-hmm. uh Force Awakened game is going to come out. I think the demo's out right now, you can play, but yeah.
0: yeah uh, the game um, comes out next week actually. Actually probably oh, by the time yeah. you're listening to this uh podcast, I think either it just came out yesterday or in 2 days. I can't remember if it's Tuesday oh, or Friday. There
2: you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure cuz it's like you know, all these kind yeah. of franchises and stuff like that. Which is so weird that it's like the movie companies can't seem to get on the same page. but yeah. um,
0: Video games the-
2: can do it. Video games and toy companies are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: but but yeah. They did just announce uh, a bunch of new waves for Disney Infinity. Or, mm. I'm sorry, not Disney Infinity. Lego Dimensions. Ooh, okay. Um, they announced uh, Sonic is coming. Dang. Uh, Sloth from the Goonies.
1: Hey, you guys.
0: Mr. T from uh, the A-Team. <laughs> I paid the fool. Who don't play my um, Lego dimensions. Harry Potter and Voldemort. Hey, Potter. Um, uh, the Newt from uh, where the uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh the new Harry That's... Potter movie. Uh, oh, uh, the, the, the Fantastic Magic... Beast and where to catch uh, him. Ryan and uh, Beast right. Boy and Raven from Teen Titans Go. Like, cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think what else say Now uh, the new Ghostbusters with the females.
2: Buster makes them feel good. I think I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> that's just wrong. So so wrong. Um, but and then they announced you know like the later on they're gonna do Beetlejuice, Powerpuff Girls, mm. um, and a whole bunch of other stuff that's coming. And I oh, and they're also doing Gremlins. <gasps> really. Yeah, so uh, Gizmo and Stripe are gonna be in it.
2: Oh man, I, I I don't have the funds to invest money into the
0: game, but I might just start buying these little figures. And apparently I did not know this, but Howie Mandel voices Gizmo. Yeah. Gizmo Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, that's uh, his
2: same voice for uh Bobby pretty much, uh for yeah. Bobby's work. But, but
0: uh he's coming back to voice Gizmo for that because they usually get like all the original voice actors for all the switches. Really getting- cool.
2: Are they getting Frank Welker to come back to do Spike?
0: No, it's just Stripe and uh, Gizmo. Um, I don't know about that, but there's those two. Um, Again, (sighs) Sonic is coming. Wait, are they getting,
2: uh, what's his face, Uh, Steve Urkel to come back to voice Sonic?
0: I do not know.
2: They probably won't, but... He was like the original voice of Sonic back in the day. <laughs> That's actually
0: really cool. The more you know, kids. But uh, they released a whole new trailer for all the new characters and everything, and it's really cool. Ho- oh, and they're also doing Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also Puffy Space Princess or whatever the heck her name is. Puffy
2: Space Princess. Oh, uh, Lumpy Space Princess. Lumpy Space Princess. Yes, there you go. I I've only like- seen a few oh! episodes of Adventure Time. Ah. Oh! Yeah, I'm going to go over there and have a fun time.
0: It's actually the creator <laughs> voice, um, who voices her. Nice. Yeah, so you get those three are also coming. So I'm really excited for LEGO Dimensions. Um,
2: yeah, yeah I, this is why – I think this is the reason why I can't win the lottery.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, because here, I would just buy so
1: much crap.
0: This is their second year for LEGO Dimensions. They're not releasing another starter pack. If you buy the original starter pack, you're good to go. Oh, really? So, it's these are all just add-ons to the original game.
2: See, that was that was smart, because I remember that was the biggest mm-hmm. problem I had with Infinity, where it was all like, I wanted yeah, to...
0: each year it was a brand new one. which sucked. Yeah. But, this, uh, with LEGO Dimensions, all you gotta do is just buy the starter pack, but then, obviously, you got all these other franchises and whatnot you get to choose from. Obviously, I didn't really get them all. I got one from each, at least. Mm-hmm so I can unlock, try and get 100%, which I really got to get back to doing. But And then like they'll have like level packs for certain characters that don't already have a Lego game. Mm. Like um, The Simpsons, when that yeah. came out, that had a level pack because there's no Simpsons Lego game. Yes. Like there was a Jurassic Park thing. They didn't come with their own level
1: because uh. they already had
0: their own game. Harry oh. Potter's coming in a team pack instead of a level pack. Adventure Time's getting its own level pack. Um, the new Ghostbusters, though, they are getting a story pack, which basically just adds six new levels to the game itself.
2: Oh, so- now, see, that's a, that's what I think is a kind of a smart way to do instead of going like, look, kids already played these games, the Star Wars, the, the Harry Potter, stuff like that. Why give them another level? Let's just introduce these characters now. The people can now interact with mm-hmm. all these characters. That's kind of smart, too. Yeah.
0: And then, like, um, they have their own open world where you get to do a bunch of things and get the gold bricks and whatnot. So there's that, but it's not, like, a main story, basically. Yeah. So there's still stuff you can do, but... That should be fun, though. That should be really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another one I forgot to mention. Mission Impossible. they are doing a Mission Impossible pack?
2: Yeah. So is it going to be, like, short like Lego guy for Tom Cruise's character?
0: I don't know, but it is Tom Cruise's character that's coming with oh, it. Oh, it is? Yeah, it You're is. not going to be-
2: they're not going to make him Hobbit size, are they?
0: He'd be like, I, well, this is outrage. Yeah, one can only hope. So, I mean, I maybe
2: people will do that—is just take the uh, the Hobbit pieces and put him on that one to make him actual size.
0: And then uh, at E3, they were passing out a limited edition Green Arrow Ooh. figure, the, and they said that they are going to pass it around at other conventions, and then eventually they'll have a way for everyone to get it. I think, which is uh. really cool. So, and I'm going to use that as my segue into DC Universe. Yes, Rebirth. let's
2: because uh, Kyle hit me with a text message that I was doing a live show, and I was flabbergasted. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So, um,
0: so I got the DC Rebirth books, and I'll start off with the main one, which is just DC Rebirth, which has an awesome cover. Um, this oh basically yeah. Just gives you what's going on. Basically, Wally West is. Uh, trapped in the Speed Force, essentially, and he's trying to get out. Because I guess uh, what happened during um, one of the recent events that happened last year, I believe, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what it was called, but it dealt with Brainiac and whatnot, and basically... Uh, Wally West, something happened and there's like a crack in time or something. So he's, Wally West is able to try and break free, but he needs help. He needs someone to remember who he is. So the first person he goes to is Batman thinking he's a smart person. He'll be able to figure it out. Meanwhile, Batman's doing research and realizes that there are three different Jokers. Hmm. Because he's like, uh, Joker was just arrested uh, here. And he's like, well, Joker's already on his way to Arkham so this doesn't make sense. And he's, like, in two different parts of the country, and then he realize that there's three different Jokers. And it shows, like, the three different art styles. I'm going to try and show you um, right there if you can get an idea of the three different Jokers that are going yeah. on here.
2: It looks like they did. I know I heard recently the design one to look like kind of like the new one in the Suicide Squad, if I'm not
1: yeah.
0: mistaken. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, so then lightning strikes, and Wally's like, Bruce, I need your help. And he's like, I need you to remember who I am. And Bruce is like, who the heck are you? Uh, you look like a Flash, but, you know. And then he's like, look, this is what happened. Um, there was This all started after you received a letter from your father. And then as Wally disappears again into the Speed Force, the letter shows up, and that which is basically the letter that uh, Barry got for Batman from the Flashpoint timeline. Mm-hmm. And so the letter goes, uh, Batman's looking at it and realizes, you know, it's like, oh, shit. So then you get a little bit more history on Wally West of how he became the Flash and whatnot. He joins the Teen Titans. And then um, Barry dies during the first crisis. And then that's when Wally becomes the original, becomes the new Flash. How Wally um, met his wife, Linda. They get married, blah, blah, blah. Barry comes back, and then Barry decides to go back in time and changes everything. That's when the flashpoint happens, and that's when everything um, changed. And that's when a mysterious hand comes through this portal and kind of changes history. It doesn't change a lot of history, but it, like, changes relationships. It changes everything. And that's how the New 52 came about. It's an alternate universe. It's the same universe. It's just time got changed. Hmm. That's a small opinion. Yeah. So, next up, let's see here. I'm gonna skip a few things just to keep this going. Oh no, um, you're good. Yeah. Um. So, because they're kind of interesting more. Um. Basically, Ray Palmer's gone missing, and the new uh, what is it? Uh, Ryan Cho becomes the flat uh the Atom again because before the new Fifty Two. Uh, Ryan Cho was the Adam along with Ray Palmer, and then uh, they kind of okay. changed things up and whatnot. Um, here we have got uh, Ted Cord is alive again. Okay. After you know, I don't remember if you remember uh, uh, what the hell's his or uh, what's his name killed him? Maxwell Lord.
2: Right. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Maxwell Lord had killed Ted Cord. Yeah, that's right. Lord killed Cord. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Woman that's I killed Cord yeah so Cord's back alive and he's actually with uh, Jaime the new Blue Beetle and they're teaming up and whatnot and then Jaime has to leave because the Scarab's like yo we gotta go and then Dr. Fate shows up and he's like don't mess with the um, Beetle it's not actually alien technology but it's actually magic Oh. And then you start seeing uh, some more things, like uh, you see Damian Wayne. He's celebrating his birthday. He's 13, and he's all happy because now he gets to be a teen titan.
2: Ah, Or as they like to call it now is tween titans.
0: Yeah. Well, he's 13. He's technically a teen. That counts. Yep. Um, You see the new Green Lantern chick. I don't know much about her because I didn't really read about her. Um, let's see. Skipping, skipping... Um, and then i guess superman died recently during an event that they had so superman is dead it was called batman v superman yeah, everybody no, 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 died not, in that movie. not that no. but basically superman in the comics has died the new 52 version okay and then they start all the heroes are gathered at the point where he disappeared and it shows oliver queen and uh Diana Lance, Green Arrow, and Black Canary. And this oh. is their first time meeting. And uh, I'm going to just read a little quick thing here. Uh, Wally West, who's observing everything from the Speed Force, says, They barely even know each other anymore. But when their eyes meet, they feel a spark that neither one of them can explain. Avoid deep inside them something buried deep in their hearts. The strange feeling keeps them up at night wondering, what have they lost? Because that was one of the relationships that got destroyed. Ah. So they're kind of seeing each other, and they're kind of feeling like there's a connection between them, but they're not entirely sure what's going on. And then
2: she turns to him and goes, you have failed this comic. <laughs> we'll get to that.
0: Oh. <laughs> um. So then you see a motel. This is where cl- the original Superman from before the Flashpoint okay. is. Apparently during the previous crisis that happened, him and Lois got captured by Brainiac. And they were saved, and then they got – after the event, they got transported nine years – or ten years before the comics um, right now. Okay. So they've been watching all the New 52 stuff happen and whatnot, and they've been basically trying to avoid everything. So it's Clark, Lois, and their son um, – whatever his name is. I can't remember. Jr., okay. He named it after his father – Uh, Not Jor-El, but um... um... Jonathan, there we go. Wow, I'm drawing blanks here. I'm going to try and edit that out as best as I can with the blanks. But then he gets uh, met by someone named Mr. Oz and uh, he's like, who are you? And he's like, what do you want? And he says to tell you something in the wake of this tragedy, you and your family are not what you believe you are and neither was the fallen Superman. And then it Flashes over to Aquaman and Mara, and where Aquaman actually proposes to her, so they're going to get married. About like time. how they used to be. Oh, okay. In The original comics, but then obviously New Fifty Two happened, and yeah. So now we're back to Wally West. He tries to contact Linda, but she has no idea who he is; doesn't recognize him. And then he disappears again, mm. which was kind of just like a, which kind of hurt him. So then. Let's see here. He tries to find other people who might recognize him, but nothing happens. He even goes to Captain Boomerang.
2: Oh, geez. Like, be like, hey, I was... He's
0: basically desperate. He's like, uh, he ends up going to Captain Boomerang. He's like, who the heck are you? What the hell's going on? He finds Cyborg. Kind of just stares at him, like, who the heck are you? And then he sees uh, Nightwing, and... But, again, nothing happens. Mm. Now, he comes across... The new Wally West. Oh. Which is the black guy in the new 52. Okay. Basically, they established that they are cousins.
2: From another mother? Um,
0: and they were both named after their grandfather. They are both nephews to uh, Iris West. Okay. Uh, basically, what happened was both of their fathers basically just never wanted to talk to each other, so they became separated. Mm. But they stayed in contact with Iris, and so that's how that whole thing happened. They just happened to be named after the same person, so they're both Wally West. Okay. So I like how they did that instead of being like, oh, hey, you're two Wally Wests. One's black, one's white. It's black. It's
1: it's white. It's not human. Sorry.
0: So then finally, Wally West approaches um, Barry Allen. He's like, Barry... Look, I don't have much time. I doubt you'll remember me. I just want to say hello and goodbye. And before I say anything else, uh, you need to know that you need to go to Batman and ask him about the letter from his father. Tell him that there's something wrong with history. Someone has infected it. And you all forgot things, like me. So Barry's like, who are you? He's like, "Um, there's no more time. I'm out of time. This is it. He starts to disappear. He says, thank you for an amazing life. And he's like, uh, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for inspiration, for being there for me so many times. For now, the last time. And Barry's like, I don't understand. And Wally says, I hope one day you will. You were right, Barry. Every second was a gift. That's why I won't die in anguish. I'll go with love in my heart. Goodbye, Barry. Goodbye. And Barry's still staring at Wally as he's getting ready to, like, explode and whatnot. And he's like, wait, Wally? He remembers him. He grabs his arm and kind of just yanks him towards him out of the speed force. And they're like, holy crap. And Barry's like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about you, Wally. I'm so sorry. I, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they hug, and I got to admit, it's an emotional part right here. It just, now I'm going to show you, and I don't know, it's just you just can feel the emotion with that.
2: Yeah, no, I remember seeing a a picture of that online when they were talking about the new rebirth. They said Wally West was back, and mm-hmm. or, the, or yeah, with rebirth. I was all like, did I say it correctly this time, or did I say new? <laughs> no, it's rebirth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Flash show is very emotional to begin with, and mm-hmm. even reading comics, like, there's a certain point and stuff where it's like, wow, this is very like uh, emotional stuff. Like, that's that's where I feel like the DC Movies and maybe sometimes even the Marvel movies should need to start putting a little bit more emotion into some of the yeah. movies, like having a little bit of heart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, and just that, that's that sheet alone. You're just kind of like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. like, that would have sucked if they have been like, yeah, I don't know who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden Barry starts to remember all of Wally, the history they had, and then uh, he's like, I'm so sorry I forgot. And then Wally's like, that's not all you forgot. There used to be more. He said, um, and so then Barry says, I had a different life before the flashpoint changed at all. I didn't disappear with the teen, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, the teen titans. I And Wally's like, I'm sorry, it's getting harder to remember. I had more of a life. We all did. So then he tells Barry about the flashpoint ch- history changing. And he's like, Barry, it wasn't just me that was forgotten. There were others, there were friendships, relationships that all basically got forgotten. And Barry's like, are you sure this wasn't my fault? And he's like, it wasn't Barry. It was something else. Someone else. Whoever they are, they did this for a reason. I think they took years from us to weaken us. And basically they kind of go to like the little box captions of uh, Wally talking. And you see Batman in the Batcave. And so Barry's still talking. And while he's talking, uh, Batman's looking at the letter from his dad. And then he looks down deep into the cave and sees something shining. So as he's doing all that, you still see Wally talking. says, they struck deep at our hearts. Barry asks, who was it? Was it Thawne? And then Wally's like, no, they're more powerful than the reverse Flash, more powerful than even Darkseid. There's a force out there we've never met. There's going to be a war between hope and despair, love and apathy, faith and disbelief. When I was outside of time, I felt their present. I tried to see who it was. I couldn't, but I know they're out there, and they're waiting to attack again for some reason. I can feel it, even now. Barry, we're being watched, and that's when Bear, uh, Batman pulls out the Watchman button with the blood stain on it.
2: Oh, so they're introducing Watchmen
0: to? Yes and no. Basically, the person who had changed time was Doctor Manhattan. Okay, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so basically he's the reason for everything. And they don't actually show him in it, but they kind of show – they give you hints. uh, You hear basically a quote from it. It says, I did the right thing, didn't I? It all worked out in the end. In the end, nothing ends, Adrian. Nothing ever ends. Mm. So basically they're showing – it was Dr. Manhattan who changed everything, which I love the story. I love how they're going to be doing this. I cannot wait to see what they do next. And that's kind of where I go in now because I got my comics from DCBS. Um, great website to get some discounted comics, but you basically have to make sure you're pre-ordering them to get the discount. Okay. Because um, if you go ahead and get them before, like if you decide, oh, you see like, at your comic book store saying, Oh hey, I should get this. Let me go see DCBS. They're gonna have it for retail price of two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Okay. So make sure you pre-order and you usually get like a good forty percent discount, which is great.
2: Yeah, that sounds good because you that was a you said like a forty percent discount. Now, how many comic books did you actually get with this?
0: Well, this one here is different because they were having a deal going on. I got nineteen books and for nineteen dollars or for nineteen books. I only had to pay like $21, plus there's the tax and the shipping of $6.95, and then I also had them pre-bag and board them. Okay. In the end, I only paid $30 for 19 comics. That's still an amazing deal.
2: That is an amazing deal, yeah, because believe me, it it, it adds up. Um,
0: So I'm going to discuss a few of them, and I'm going to go in the order of the ones I – from the ones I didn't care too much about to the ones I actually did like. Okay. And – be known i read all 19 books and i loved them all
2: okay well there's some that probably stand out more than others because that was kind of oh, like yes. with Marvel uh when yes. you started reading and you were like oh this iron man's been like you're like man iron man's been doing really good you know with their yeah. comics right now so uh so
0: here's where i'll start um this one these two i didn't really care for and it's gonna be i'm sure you're gonna be like oh shocker but green arrow
2: Actually, no. Usually, that's the scary part. Green Arrow usually has really good comics, and his portrayal on like the cartoons yeah. are really good. So, uh, where do you think it dropped off? Did they hire the writers from uh, the the CW? Uh- <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I mean, it was still good. Don't get me wrong; it was still good. Okay. It was just I didn't care for the story that much. Um, but I mean, artwork great. I okay. still recommend it. I got Green Arrow Rebirth, and then Green Arrow issue number one. Okay. So, again, I still liked it, but eh. Next up is Green Lantern, Rebirth, and Green Lantern. This actually talks about the two new lanterns on the earth, on Earth right now. Okay. And it's the female and the new male guy who I guess is Israeli. Okay. So he's dealing with a lot of prejudice there and whatnot. So right now they're the only lanterns on Earth. Hal Jordan does show up, but he says he's got to go out into space and look into something. So that's another story. I'm probably gonna end up picking up just once to see. Uh,
2: quick question upon that: Why are there two lanterns on Earth now? Because usually it's. Uh, I thought it was one lantern per sector.
0: I honestly don't know. Um, okay. They really. Um, I don't really know the characters that well, so. Okay. No, yeah. I just. I didn't know if he explained it in yeah. the book. Nah. So next up is actually Wonder Woman, which was still really good. Basically, she realizes that she's got different origin stories she's not sure which one's right which one's going on she's remembering things that don't seem right oh shit so she's like what the hell's going on i need to figure this out um and then one thing i don't like about this is the fact the wonder woman books every other issue is going to be a different story Ooh, that's kind of weird so issue one is going to end somewhere and to read the next issue you actually have to pick up issue three so there's going to be two okay. alternating stories on Wonder Woman. Oh, mm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of like, that's I'm
2: Wonder Woman actually has some really good story arcs and everything like that, and like you're finally getting your Wonder Woman movie, and now you're going to like kind of fuck it up with this comic. It, it well, might work
0: for it, though, but... They did change her costume to match more like the movie, which is okay. really cool. It's got a little bit more color to it, in my opinion, but... Um basically issue one, if you want to read the next part to that, you're going to have to pick up issue three. Issue two is going to be a different story, and that's going to continue. So basically there's going to be an even story, and there's going to be an odd story.
2: Okay, okay. I can, We'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't – now these are the books I'm still not picking up, so just putting that out there right now. No, that's fine. Now this is the shocking one. This is what I texted you. Yes. I read Batman comics, and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Can you can you re, can you repeat that?
2: I I just want to make sure the fans hear this.
0: No 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 no. no. If they want to hear it, they can rewind because I'm not saying it again. Kyle <laughs> likes a Batman comic four actually. Wow!
2: Oh, I was not ready for that. I was expecting one you <laughs> okay. like Batman four bat. This is the greatest day in history for Steve now. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. Now, bit, let me like, get on with why? you. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know why. Starts off. Uh, first off, Batman Rebirth. Um, I'm just, if God, you're God, trolling God. me, I swear to God, if you're trolling me, you're like the reason why it's my favorite because Batman dies. Like, no, this one was <laughs> an interesting story. Basically, it starts off. Um, Batman's actually fighting Calendar Man. Yeah, that's a little dated. Yeah, well, apparently Calendar Man set off this bomb that's basically making every day a season. Okay. So, like, one day it's spring, next day it's summer, then it's fall, then winter.
2: I really wish Gotham was in Arizona because we could use that.
1: Can I get that?
0: (laughs) So, um, apparently the hottest day, uh, which is the summer day, it's 137 degrees. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no, we've had that more. And... Fuck you, Batman! I've dealt with worse. <laughs> and uh, you, you also see that uh, Calendar Man is actually aging. So by oh. fall, he's an old man now. All of a sudden, he's super old and whatnot. And they're like, he's gonna molt, like a animal. Like a or
2: whatever, or an animal. Yeah, okay.
0: So he's aging, and then uh, you get to the next day, and it's winter, and. Uh, Batman finally finds the bomb in like this frozen ocean, so he goes and finally stops it. I will say this though the d c rebirth there's like a five or six page ad in the middle of the entire book. It's kind of annoying. that is kind of annoying like it, and it's all the same, like literally the entire middle thing is the same. It starts off with an ad for d c rebirth. It's got this kid looking up at Superman. And then it's got the Reign of Supers, which is basically advertising the new Superman that are going to be showing up. And then there's an ad for Overwatch video game. Okay. And then there's an ad for Super School, which I guess is just uh, drawing or whatever, and then another ad for Overwatch. Okay. So there's actually like four pages here for just Overwatch, which is ridiculous.
2: Well, Overwatch, uh, well, they did better than the other game that came out. Battleborn, I think, was the game that was trying to compete with it. did not do too well. Mm -hmm. So Overwatch spent their money wisely. Yeah.
0: So anyways, um, Batman blows up the bomb. The next day, it's spring, which is supposed to be, I guess, where it's really supposed to be a spring. And you see Calendar Man uh, molting out of his skin. Ew. It's very weird. Like, you just see, like, this hand just coming out of this old person's mouth. (laughs) Um. <laughs> so then, uh, Bruce is talking to someone, and he says that um, it says that every time he comes back, he comes back slightly different. His DNA is altered, but a different person. But all he retains, um, but he retains all the memories he had last time. He'll come up with new ideas and whatnot. Hmm. So, I think that was about it. And then they advertise on. Um, Batman number one, and it also advertises All Star Batman number one. Now, I didn't get All Star Batman because that doesn't come out until August. What I got was Batman number one, and then Detective Comics number 935
2: and 934. Okay. Uh, All Star Batman, is that going back to the All Star Batman and Robin, or is this a completely different? I
0: do not know, but. I haven't actually done any research on that yet. That's fine. I'm just curious because I I
2: remember having – I have the first volume of All-Star Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. absolutely love that book, and then they were like, we're not doing anymore, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? So
0: Now, I'm going to do Detective Comics because this one here was my favorite. Basically, uh, Batman realizes – or Azrael gets attacked by someone, and Batman realizes that all the vigilantes in Gotham are being targeted. Hmm. And they're being watched by these uh, computers or whatever. So Batman's like, "We, something's going to come in. Something's going to be going down in Gotham." So he goes to Batwoman, the redheaded chick. Yes. To find out, I didn't know this, but they're actually cousins. Batman and Batwoman are cousins. Yes. Um. Yeah. So he goes to her. He's like, "Look, you're good at leading a team because I guess she used to work for the military or something like that." And he's like, I want you to start a team. I have members picked out for you. A war is coming. I need you to do this. So okay. her team consists of Spoiler, who was the female Robin. Okay. After Tim Drake and before Damien. Uh, not the female Robin from uh, the Dark Knight no. Return. Yeah, not yeah. her. No, I know she, yeah. yeah, was she like one of
2: their uh, girlfriends or something like that? And then she took on the mantle?
0: Uh. Yes, because she's dating, I think, she's dating Tim Drake, who is another member of the team. Okay, yeah, I think, yeah. And then think- another member is, um, I can't remember her name, but I'm looking at her right now. I'd never heard of her before. She's like in a deadly assassin, barely ever speaks. And the final member to the team is Clayface. Clayface? Yes. Apparently, he's, they're trying he's trying to turn over a new leaf. Okay, I like to see where this is going. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So that's the team, basically, and Batwoman's training them. And I guess it was pretty good. I mean, Batman's in it, but, I mean, for it's more focused on the other characters, and I kind of liked it.
2: That's kind of cool, though. Well, that was kind of yeah. like Young Justice with him. Like, he kind of was like, I'm putting together this team, but, like, he he was in it, but he wasn't in it, and it was morally based on, like, m- actually, Martian Manhunter was kind of, like, you know, training them and stuff, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool.
0: So those were the two Detective Comic books, because they're coming out bi-weekly. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Detective Comics um, is twice a month, so I ended up getting two of those. And then the final one was Batman, where I guess a plane was crashing. So Batman found a way. Um, he got on top of the plane and put like these jet engine repulses on the bottom of it, and they made the joke saying, Oh, congratulations, sir, you just turned an airline into the new bat, uh, the Batwing. <laughs> so he finally finds a way to save the plane from, by crashing it into like the bay of Gotham Yeah. Alfred's like sir if you do this you're on the exterior of the plane you have to keep it at a certain angle for this to work to save everyone you will die Ooh. so Batman starts saying like Alfred I need you to tell me something was I good did I live up to my parents um, memory do you think they'd be proud of me I have a, And then he's like, I have a letter in my sa- in a safe, here's the combination code, I want you to give the letters to all the boys, letting them know how I truly felt about them and whatnot. And so then right as the plane's getting ready to crash, these two superheroes show up to kind of lift the plane out of the water. At first, Batman's like, Clark, is that you? But then mm-hmm. this guy shows up and he says his name is Gotham Man, and then a woman shows up and her name is Gotham Girl. And Batman's like, that's the stupidest f- names I've ever... <laughs> <laughs> the practice ends with them showing up. So it was a good book. I enjoyed it. Again, emotion. Yeah, that's... It was, okay, that's the thing
2: I liked about Batman comics. They really did have... I mean, yeah, sure, he punches bad guys in their stupid faces and stuff like that. Like, they deserve mm-hmm. it. But a lot of his... He has some really good written storylines, just comic book-wise, mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah. Um, why they can't transfer so, that on the screen. They've only done yeah. the cartoon shows. And, like... Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. But but I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you're kind of yeah. hopefully seeing a little bit of the uh, like the side that we see of like Batman now.
0: Yeah, he's still a douchebag. Overrated.
2: That's fine. Hey, the same with hey, every rich guy's a douchebag. Even
0: Oliver Quinn's a douchebag. I like it, but oh, he's yeah. a douchebag. <laughs> Anyways, so to parody Katy Perry, mm-hmm. I read a Batman comic and I liked it. Ah, uh, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you're uh, now. Here's, your really here's the final bit. I'm gonna try and go through these quickly so we can get to turtles. I know people are like, "Oh my God, will this nerdy kid, just please shut up." Oh. Um, now these are the books I'm planning on continually getting. Okay. The other ones I thought were great, but I just can't afford everything, so I had to make some cuts.
2: Okay, so you're you might you might be like, I'll wait for maybe a p- trade paperback in the near future. Exactly. Kind of thing. Okay, so
0: first one and this one's gonna be the most shocking to you aquaman
2: no 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 see nude 52 gave aquaman a pretty badass rebirth so um how now Earth treat
0: him well basically um uh, he's trying to repair the um basically just everything between the sea world and the surface world well it's easy you just go in there pay your money and then sea so world can he, thrive. he creates a like a um, fuck. Not like a UN, but like a like an what's like an
2: oh um like a world leaders kind of thing, but
0: uh, kind of uh, just a place for uh, all leaders to come together, whatever. Um. Anyway, so he creates that up on land. Um, and him and Mara and a few of his men are enjoying it, but then Black Manta shows up and tries to attack everything. Artwork is amazing. Story oh, right. is great. And what was cool in just the rebirth issue, because the rebirth issues are basically just talking about the characters, mm-hmm. giving you ideas and just kind of reintroducing them. They make the joke of saying, like, oh, um the surface world makes fun of Arthur. They think he just talks to fish, that's all he does. But in reality, fish are too stupid to be talked to. His powers are he telepath he uses telepathy to persuade fish to do what his bidding
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he doesn't talk to fish and and yet the surface world still makes fun of him with cartoons and whatnot and just jokes about him and so i thought that was kind of funny they kind of introduced they're like hey guys stop making fun of aquaman for the readers
2: that's actually the joke like we always said like a lot of people be like oh aquaman is a throwaway character but it's like he really isn't i mean he's almost as strong as superman he's got like in like bullets and stuff like that won't destroy his skin. Like, mm-hmm. well, actually, they made that reference in the Justice League episode where someone tried to assassinate him and they were trying to put the needles in his arm, kind of like with Superman, and they just kept bending. And yeah. What do we need to do? And Batman's like, I know how to save him. He's an Atl- Atlantean. Let's put him in this thing, kind of. So it's like a lot of people just kind of like, Oh, he does this talk to fish. It's mm-hmm. like, actually, no. He can go toe to toe with Superman pretty well. So,
0: now the next one I really cannot wait for, but I only got the Rebirth issue for this, so I can't wait for issue number one to come out. Okay. Titans Rebirth. Ooh. This continues the story of Wally West, of how um he he goes to find Nightwing, and uh, he's trying to convince him like wally or he's like dick it's me he's like and nightwing's like how the hell do you know my name what the hell's going on who the hell are you i don't know you well nightwing kind of like punches wally west and then uh-huh. a spark comes off of wally and nightwing remembers him oh so people just have to beat up wally to yeah. remember so all of a sudden he's like oh my gosh wally it it's you what the hell's going on but then the other titans show up of donna troy which was wonder girl okay um aqualad shows up speedy shows up and then uh, this other character i don't know but she's a telepath and she can read and she's like um guys nightwing had his memories have been changed i don't know what's going on but you need to stop this guy he uh so they start attacking him and he's dodging all his punches he's like i don't know what's going on i can't seem to make them remember like i made wally and then all of a sudden i think uh Donna punches him too, and then a spark flies off, and he's like, that's it, physical contact, that's how I have to do it. So the spark, so then they all eventually remember Wally West, and they're like, oh my gosh, how could we ever forget? And he's like, look, something's going on, something big's going to happen, we need to get ready for it. So this is going to be the issue probably that's going to be the most ready for the um, big crossover that they'll probably end up doing soon with Dr. Manhattan. Okay. Sounds so, good. I highly so if you plan on getting that big event, I highly recommend getting Titans. Okay, so you think that will probably be like
2: the main like the other issues will uh collaborate to that storyline, but you think this is going to be the
0: main pushing force for that story arc. Exactly. That's at least my theory. Um next up is Superman in Action Comics. This actually follows the story of the Superman from the original universe of how he's um adjust how he's basically now having to come to the spotlight as the new superman because the other one is dead mm. so and he's also got to protect his son jonathan from what's going on um so uh, be with the new superboy or he's still developing his powers he okay. um in the issue and i found this to be very traumatic for me so um Brace yourself for this because I know it might be a little traumatic for you. I guess his cat ran out to chasing a mice into the field of the barn. Mm-hmm. And a hawk comes down and catches the cat and starts flying away. Jonathan freaks out and his laser beams shoot up and hit the hawk, but he ends up burning the cat too. Superman's son is a dick. Yeah, I was like, I, I was traumatic for like a good five minutes. I just stared at him, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. Because I have a cat, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I would do if my cat just got burnt to crisp like that.
2: That's why you need to just
0: start reading the uh, the Red Lantern Corps' uh, Dark Scar. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, Dexar. Star. Yeah. Now, next up is Action Comics. And this basically, um, Lex Luthor has decided to take on the mantle of Superman with his, uh, exosuit which kind of reminds me of steel.
2: Well, he probably steel, steel. I right, you know what I think steel stole the idea from him.
0: So,
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: No, just yeah. So, um uh, and Superman uh Clark is watching the news and he's like, "Wait, This is not good. And Lois is like, didn't you do a background check on Lex? Didn't you say this Lex was actually good? And you find out from this, if you've never read any of the 52s, you find out that Lex actually helped Superman with the Justice League. And this Lex was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. wasn't evil. Yeah. So all of a sudden, at the end of the issue, uh, Doomsday shows up. Oh, shit. So Doomsday uh, ends up having to fight Lex Luthor and Superman in the next issue which was pretty cool actually so it's still going on um i'll let you know more as i get more issues for that now do they make doomsday look like a decrepit troll no he still looks the same
2: as the comics i know it's 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 so weird it's like the movie had stuff to go off of but didn't Mm -hmm. um
0: and now the final thing is the flash oh yeah this was really good too This is the Um, thing I'm worried
2: about, because I really like the New 52 Flash stuff that i read, and I need to actually finish that off as well. So hopefully the rebirth kind of keeps
1: things Mm -hmm. But go ahead.
0: Basically, this is telling the story um, basically of how Barry Allen ended up running into Wally West during the whole events. And then afterwards, Barry does go talk to Batman about the whole button thing, and he's like, look, I found this button. So they're talking because they're both scientists. Yes, and he's like, "So this is what I found. Um, can't match the blood, but it the blood has high radiation levels on it." So Doctor Manhattan.
2: Okay, yeah, I was like, I was yeah. like,
0: I didn't think Doctor Manhattan did it. And he's like, "At well, first, when I saw this, I thought it was like a riddle from the Riddler, or it was just something from the Joker. I didn't know what this was, but it's neither of them." So. They kind of just keep talking about it. So, again, I have a feeling the most you're probably going to get for, like, leading up to uh, the Doctor Manhattan thing is probably going to be Titans. It's going to be Flash. And then you're probably also going to get a little bit from Action Comics and Superman because he's a different Superman from a different Earth. Yeah, so he's going to have the most impact with Doctor Manhattan being, like, really pissed off about because he's like, you basically changed my world these aren't my friends. I remember they're still the same people, but their their emotions, yeah. their memories, they're not them anymore. Yeah. So that's all the books I got from DC Rebirth. No, so you we are actually going to see who's stronger. I kind of hope so. Doctor Manhattan versus Superman. Yeah, because the way I see it, um, and they kind of explained in the Justice League cartoon, Superman. Is like an immovable object. If you remember the episode where he ends up being transported to the future with De- Vandal Savage, yes. Batman says that it's impossible to destroy Superman like that. You can't destroy an immovable object. You have to like misplace it somewhere. So, I have a feeling that'll that'll be an interesting battle.
2: I would. I that would be like the that would be. That would be the thing that uh, I don't know if Marvel's even doing well with their comics right now because uh, I know you said with a couple of like their, the Secret Wars was kind of like what the heck and all these little things mm-hmm. and of course them trying to sell more books with the Hell Hydra with the Captain America stuff and everything like that well Kevin Smith said that it, the best way with comic books he's like you can't it's like basically all comic books right now are Act Two. It's mm-hmm. like every, everything has three acts to it. The so first act is the origin story. We can't keep telling the origin stories because everybody already knows them. Then you have to do mm-hmm. a bunch of act twos because as soon as you do act three, that's the end. And they're, it's not like they're going to stop doing comic books. Exactly. So uh, that's why, to me, when I saw it, I know a lot of people got angry. But I'm like, they're just doing it to sell books right now. I mean, think about it. They're coming off of the high of that Civil War movie. And they're like, oh, people are probably really into Captain America. Let's throw this at them and make them all flip out. You know, that's what they do.
0: Exactly, because it's also a great way to get people to keep reading. Mm-hmm. I go see the Captain America movie, and let's just say I'm not a comic book fan. So I go see the movie because I like the superhero movies. Yeah, I'm like hey, that was really cool. I gotta go read me a Captain America comic book. Yes, I'm gonna go pick up the latest issue. I'm reading it. I get to the end. Holy crap! Captain America's an agent of Hydra. What? I gotta keep reading. All of a exactly. sudden, Marvel Marvel has a new reader.
2: Exactly, because as Stanley has always said, every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Exactly.
0: And everyone, and just like us, I'm sure we have a new listener today. And if you are a brand new listener, this is your first episode. Hi, how's it going?
2: Hello, listeners, and I'm sorry that uh, if the episode sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So I think we're going to stop with all the comic book and the box talk. I think it is time to get into our sponsors. Because we didn't do that earlier, so I'm going to do it now, and then we're going to go into the turtles. So, as you guys know, you can find us on www.longboxcast.com. We are part of the 4Ride Radio Network, also known as the FERN. For more information, you can visit 4RideRadio.com. And to listen to this show, uh, other than the way you're listening to it right now, just so you know, we have different variations, even though some of them, I doubt any of you even know what they are. We have Spreaker, iTunes, the one everyone does know, Stitcher, Zune Marketplace, I don't know anyone who uses that anymore, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, I'm hungry now, Miro Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, sweet, Swell Radio, and Player FM. And as you guys know, we are brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. Because she just had a kid, and I'm sure all the money you guys send her for designs and whatnot could really be appreciative.
2: And speaking of also uh, other banner, uh, other um, <clears throat> uh, advertisements and everything that uh, Kyle was talking about, all of the brand new rebirth comic books, you can actually go to Amazon.com and probably pick those up if you like. Yeah, uh, right. Go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner and uh, shop like you normally do and just buy those comic books. We get a little kickback. It doesn't cost you guys anything more. And it's delightful. So I just figure, yeah, why not? Comics. Yeah.
0: And also, as you guys know, we are proud supporters of Comic Hair Comics. We love donating comic books to them and I hope you guys will enjoy donating comic books to them too. Let's say you love reading comic books but you have no space for it. You read the book. You're done. You don't know what to do with the comic book anymore. Is it just going to sit in a box somewhere? Is it just going to just lay on a table for the rest of the time? If you don't know what to do with it, if it sucked, I don't know. Take it, mail it to Comic Care Comics. A kid in the hospital could probably really use a really good comic book right about now. I'm sure they're facing a lot of things they just want to take their mind off of. So donate comic books and help ease minds everywhere. And
2: say, let's put it this way. You're like, you know what? I don't really read comic books or a hell of comic books, but I do want to help out the foundation. You can actually go to their store and everything that's on their shop, such as t-shirts, decals, uh, prints and stuff like that. You buy that. That's a hundred percent of that proceeds goes right back into that thing. Like it doesn't go to anybody in the company who designed those shirts. It's not like we have to pay half of that money to somebody else or they have to, basically you buy a shirt for $15 that $15 gets donated into the organization so if you want to help out that way and get a cool t-shirt or decal for your car or something like that go ahead and do that
0: or if you don't like materialistic things and you live that kind of lifestyle but you still want to help out then just donate that donate money to them and it's also a tax write-off so i mean it's a win-win for everyone there's no loss
2: anywhere because comic care is uh caring Caring. I've totally forgot their tagline, and I feel really bad for it. It was like, oh, your comics, their smiles. There we go. Uh, yeah, there you go.
0: So without further ado, <clears throat> Turtles. Turtles. Drop that remix right now. Boom. Turtles. I'm going to ask this right away. Mm-hmm. Steve, who's your favorite turtle? Uh, <clears throat> it's always been Michelangelo. Okay. Mine's always been Donatello. Nice. Well, on our Twitter account, I actually did a little poll to see who everyone's favorite turtle was. And we got about 22 votes, which is actually more so than we usually get. So That's kudos perfect. to us.
2: Yeah, kudos. Yeah, no, because I tried doing a voting thing for E3, and I only had one vote.
0: Hmm. Was it you? No. <laughs> so anyways, um, and from last to first place, last place with 18%, and I do apologize to my father-in-law because he loves turtles, especially this turtle, Raphael came in last. Really? Raphael came in last? Yeah. That is actually interesting. In uh, third place is Donatello. Okay. In second place, Michelangelo. Really? And in first place was Leonardo.
2: Oh, that's flabber. Okay. Because nothing against Leonardo. I like Leonardo and everything like that. But I was Mm -hmm. like, usually when I talk to people, the only turtles that usually come up is Michelangelo, Raphael, or Donatello. Usually Leonardo, like, people are like, I respect the character, but he, I mean he's kind of bland, but then again, exactly. Great. Because they if you, revamped him though. They have kind of revamped him. Yes.
0: Cause if you kind of look at all the turtles, they all have their own personalities. Mm-hmm. Mikey's funny. Donnie's smart. Raphael is angry. And then when you kind of get to Leo, he doesn't have an emotion. Almost. He's yeah. always the leader. He's always the cool headed guy. He just stays the kind of the same. I mean, but when it comes to like, they're all the similarities between all the turtles like their love for pizza and they they can also be funny and whatnot yeah it's just individuals like mikey's funny goes to a new level yes um Raphael, he kind of does the funny angry stuff and yeah. then donatello his funny is also he kind of just looks down on mikey almost a little bit with his smarts and whatnot so yeah, so I thought I'd share that first before I forgot about it, but yeah. So, History of Turtles. Yes. Um, basically, the very first issue of Teenage Mutant Turtles came out in May of 1984, um, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I hope I'm saying his last name right, but yeah. You know. So, everyone knows Kevin Eastman. That's the more… A uh, common name for the turtles creators. No, everyone's always like, "Oh, Eastman, yeah, yeah, yeah." Peter Laird. You don't hear much about. Yeah, at least in my um, experience, I like. i always hear people talk about Kevin Eastman, but you never actually hear them talk about Peter uh, Laird. Yeah. And uh, the characters originated in comic books published by Mirage Studios, and so, and it was a black and white comic book. Yes. So there was no real way to tell the Turtles apart besides their weapons. Mm -hmm. Then eventually, I think they added some covers, uh, the covers got color, and then eventually the comics got color as well. But the Turtles all still had red band uh, masks, so you still couldn't tell them. So the only real way to tell them apart was their weapons. So hopefully they always carried their weapons on them, or you could not tell who was speaking. Yes. Um, and then eventually they did change the colors to you know the purple, the orange, the red, and the blue.
2: Yeah, because I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe a toy line, Playmates, was like, "Hey, we could probably sell this for a pretty good thing, but we're going to have to identify the turtles in a different fashion." Than what we um, want to make?
0: Let's see here, merchandise. Yeah, I'm not sure if that had and just well. um, I just want to let everyone know our information is coming from Wikipedia. So if we do get anything wrong, I do apologize. I blame Wikipedia. It's the easiest way for me to look at things. So again, sorry. So, uh, during the run of the 1987 TV series, Playmate toys produced hundreds of TMNT action figures along with vehicles, playsets, and accessories becoming one of the top collectibles for children. Uh, so it looks like Playmates actually came out with the toys during the TV series. So by that time they had already had their mask changed.
2: Okay, so they probably did it – well, technically, most of the cartoon shows uh, market when they were made for – uh thing, was to sell toys, which is actually <laughs> kind of funny because I think I actually bought a Michelangelo figure. Like I think I just was at the store uh, when I was little, saw it, wanted it, uh, got an Ninja Turtles action figure, didn't even realize
0: it was a cartoon show. Uh, uh, Playmates Toys actually was not the very first. Oh, who was? Among the first licensed products to feature the TMNT was a tabletop role-playing game titled Teenage Mutant Turtles and Other Strangeness published by Palladium Books and 1985, and featured original comics and illustrations by Eastman and Laird. The game features a large list of animals, including elephants and sparrows, that are available as mutant playable characters. Several more titles were in this genre, including Teenage Mutant Turtles Adventures, Truckin' Turtles, Turtles Go Hollywood, Turtle Teenage Mutant Turtles Guide to the Universe, and Transdimensional Teenage Mutant Turtles. In 1986, Dark Horse Miniatures in Boise, Idaho, produced a Tendant set of lead figurines so i think these were the very first figures okay From dark horse um unlike later incarnations the bandanas on the store's display set were painted all black before the multicolored versions were released to help younger audience readers distinguish between the four characters other than their weaponry
1: hmm.
0: palladium allowed the license to lapse in 2000 in part due to declining sales stemming from the Kidification of the animated and live action incarnations of that point. So there's your toy history right there. Um, And like you said, Playmates um, did them back in 1987 for the um, original TV series, which if you remember quickly, those toys are like super expensive now.
2: Yeah. makes me wish I never got rid of mine. Especially if you had like the techno drone or,
0: yeah, I had...
2: Uh, I had the Technodrome, I had the Turtle Van, I had the Turtle Blimp, I had Bebop Rocksteady, Shredder, Splinter, mm-hmm. all the original Turtles, all the reincarnation of Turtles, I had Baxter... St- I had a shit ton of toys, and I really wish, like, time machine-wise, if I go back in time, I'm gonna go back in time and slap that motherfucker be like, you saved these. You stupid little shit. Oh, uh, if you want
0: money, just go back in time and buy an Action Comics number one. Oh, no, that... well, That, that too. Oh, uh, Well... Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yes. So anyways, um although I know if like you have those toys, make sure you actually have the boxes with them because then it's even more valuable. Well yeah, actually
2: that's what I'm curious about. My my father actually still has an original shredder in the box.
0: I would look into that. Um just go into eBay, type it in, make sure you find the right picture. But also look for what's already sold. Go to like yeah. the filter, find the sold section. One thing I've noticed with a lot of websites that say, oh, if you have these toys, make sure to sell them now, they'll show listings on eBay that are still going. And it could just be some jackass that was like, oh, hey, ha, 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 I'm going to sell this for $1,000. See what happens. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's actually worth $1,000. Look no, at what's sold and then go for the average of all the recent sold ones, and you'll find a good price for everything.
2: Yeah, well that's what I think is funny cuz I notice that with actually some of the pop vinyls uh, mm-hmm. that I do own and what people are trying to sell them for when I sit there going like uh I could get it cheaper like yeah things with it but yeah so uh yeah I re- I remember a bunch of the Ninja Turtle toys like uh, mm-hmm. it makes it it my my inner child I think I I strangle each time inside of me every time I realize what <laughs> I did. um
0: Oh trust me I used to be the same way I used to have a ton of Power Ranger action figures Oh jeez! Yeah. So, anyways, um, back to the comics and whatnot. Um, let's see. Uh, actually, no, we'll do a little history of them first. Uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles first appeared in an American comic book published by Mirage Studios in nineteen eighty four. The concept arose from a humorous drawing sketched out by Eastman during a casual evening of brainstorming and bad television with Laird. <laughs> Using money from a tax refund, together with a loan from Eastman's uncle. The young artist self-published a single-issue comic intended to parody four of the most popular comics of the early 1980s, Marvel's comic uh, Daredevil and New Mutants, and Dave Sims' Cerebrus and Frank Miller's Ronin. The TMNT comic series has been published in various incarnations by various comic book companies since
2: 1984.
0: Yeah, I think now they're with DIW, if I'm not mistaken. IDW. IDW. Yes. Um, the Turtles started their rise to mainstream success when a licensing agreement or agent, Mark Friedman, sought out Eastman and Laird to propose wider merchandising opportunities for the franchise. In 1986, Dark Horse Miniatures produced a set of 15 millimeter lead figurines. In January 1987, Eastman and Laird visited the offices of Playmates Toy, Inc., a small California toy company that wanted to expand into the action figure market. Development was undertaken by a creative team of companies and individuals. Um, I'm not going to list them because that's just boring. Yeah, yeah. And the team combined concepts and ideas with Playmates marketing crew. Okay, um, so that's kind of your concept that all started with a napkin basically I think.
2: Yeah, kind of like a Pixar film, so dreams do yeah. happen. Um. Yeah, and I believe the original comic books, the original run, they were not for children.
0: No, um, I actually have read the first issue. Um, I think you can find the first issue, like a digital copy of it online. And probably reprints in like a like a like oh a yeah,
2: definitely volume, like that. And the turtles were jerks. Yeah, uh, not all of them.
0: All it's like Raphael's the dick. Like I think they were like we're gonna still keep one of them a dick, but all of them were dicks. Uh, exactly. They all kind of, um the comics themselves had a very darker edge to them compared to the tv series which was very lighthearted. yes yeah um let's see here uh let's see the miniseries was repeated three times before it found an audience once the product started selling the show got syndicated and picked up and backed by group w which Funded the next round of animation, the show then went network on CBS, accompanied by the popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1987 TV series and the subsequent action figure line. The TMNT were soon catapulted into pop culture history at the height of the frenzy in the late 1980s and the early 1990s. The Turtles' likeness could be found on a wide range of children's merchandise, from heads dispensers to skateboards, breakfast cereal, video games, school supplies, linens, towels, cameras, and even toy shaving kits.
2: Yeah, I would have to say, like, when you see the very first original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, that really is like, that movie kind of defines the 90s. Yeah. I would say that's like, yeah. It was a big – it was a – like I don't even know what kids have right now that
0: was that huge. Mm -hmm. Um, While the animated TV series, which lasted for 10 seasons until 1996, which I can't believe it lasted that long. I know. That's like so freaking – Like I don't even know what lasted that long. I thought it ended like early 1990s. I didn't realize it ended in 1996. I was like, shit, I was six years old. How the hell did I not watch it?
2: It flabbergasted me when you actually go back and research this stuff because, like, I was thinking about it too, going like, okay, I must have tipped out at a certain time, stopped watching it. Um, but it, you, for ten seasons, like, no cartoon show, like, for kids have,
0: has done that, really. Yeah. Like, um, let's see here. While last for ten seasons, it was a lot more lighthearted than the comic book series, and it, which continued to be much darker and had a grittier tone. In 1990, a live-action feature film was released with the Turtles and Splinter being portrayed by actors in partially animatronic suits, created by Jim Henson's Creature Shop, which is actually pretty cool when you think
2: about yeah. it. Which is funny, though, because Jim Henson actually wasn't too happy about the project because he doesn't like anything but violence.
0: Hmm. Um, the film became one of the most successful independent films and spawned two sequels as well as inspiring a three-dimensional animated film set in the same continuity, which was released in 2007.
2: Which I actually really like that film. And yeah, I'm... that's really good. Um,
0: yeah. I was going to say something, but I was like, no, nope, that's not right, so I'm not going to say it.
2: But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, that first film actually really took more of the original storyline from the comic books.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, after the end of the cartoon series, a live-action series in the vein of the films was created in 1997 in conjunction with Saban Entertainment. The series was called Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation and introduced a fifth female turtle called Venus de Milo. And everybody then shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> and However, the series was largely unsuccessful and was canceled after one season. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I think it's what? on Netflix. It is, but I'm going to tell you this right now. They actually had a little team-up with Power Rangers. And that was probably, like, the most
2: successful episode, which I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But if you actually watch that series without that crossover, it's pretty bad. Oh, um, it's no, as the bad episode as cool. bad, too. I mean, the uh, the the Christmas specials that they've done with really bad, shitty uh, animated like, they're they've done some horrible Ninja Turtle stuff after, like, Ninja Turtles kind of fell off the face of the earth.
0: Mm -hmm. So the property uh, property lay dormant until 2003 when a new animated TV series also entitled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles began to air on Fox. Now this is the show that got me into Turtles. Okay. This is when I got into it. I was 13 years old, um, and this was a lot more – closer to the original comic book it was a little bit grittier but not entirely um and that's what i grew up with with turtles and it's yeah. the one everyone seems to forget about
2: well it's weird like uh, when it came out i think i was well i don't know how I'm, don't know. 2003 so oh 2000, 2003 yeah okay yeah i was out of high school um so yeah, I don't think this was on my radar. I saw the artwork. I really liked the idea, and I kind of liked how they were going into more of a, like the um, the comic books and stuff like that. But I think mm-hmm. the big was I think it kind of took me out of it a little bit because I did miss the nostalgia of like, where's this guy? Where's that guy? Where's, you know, where's yes. some of the stuff like that? Uh,
0: that cartoon never actually had Rocksteady or Bebop, mm-hmm. and the Krang was actually Shredder himself. Y-
2: yeah, that's when it got a little weird for me. I was like,
0: uh, okay. And that's what I grew up. So that's what I thought was normal. But anytime you know someone mentions Teenage Mutant Turtles, they are the thing—the one that's going on right now with Nickelodeon, the movies, or the original cartoon.
2: Which I have to say, the one that's going on with Nickelodeon's right now is kind of taking all the different Turtles franchises and combine them into one and made it yes. like work, which I actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm.
0: And what was cool was the 2003 uh, Turtles. They actually did a crossover with. The original Turtles cartoon. Yes. Which was great. And then I guess the um, most recent one on Nickelodeon also did a team-up with the Turtles from the original cartoon. And they
2: actually did get the original voice actors to come back to voice the Turtles, which I thought was cool.
0: Mm-hmm. So... And like we were just talking about the Nickelodeon, on October 21st, 2009, it was announced that cable network Nickelodeon had purchased all of Mirage's rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Mirage retains the rights to publish 18 issues a year. Though the future involvement of Mirage with the Turtles and the future of Mirage Studios itself is unknown, Nickelodeon has developed a new CGI animated TNT television series and partnered with fellow Viacom company Paramount Pictures to bring a new TMNT movie to theaters, which we all know and either love or hate. Um, yeah, but
2: like I did tell people, if you're big fans of the original 19, like 1980s cartoon show and what you kind of grew up in and like if you're liking the new style of the Ninja Turtles cartoon show, uh, you don't really even need to see the first movie uh, of this reboot. Um, yeah. It literally gave you everything you needed to know in the first, like, five minutes, probably even less than that, and they were just all like, done, here we go, boom. Uh, yeah, which I loved.
0: Now, yeah. um, do you want to get into the movie now, or do you want to talk – is there anything else you want to talk about with the turtles?
2: I just want to say, like, uh, yeah, Ninja Turtles is a huge, big part of my life. Absolutely loved it. In fact, I ended up getting, like, uh, turtles, like, as pets at one point. Oh, nice. Um, you know, cause I was just fascinated by this kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know what it was. It was just like turtles, I guess was a favorite animal of mine and just combining ninjas. Cause ninjas were cool at that time. And I don't know. It was just fun. It was just great. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just basically, I, if you have anything else to add, I'm jumping into the movie, because I'm going to talk about all the nostalgia moments that I pretty much had during this film. Uh, Go for was- it. Go so, for yeah. it. So Teenage Mutant w- Turtles uh, 2, Out of the Shadows, f- just just great. Like it's a fun yeah. movie. Like I'm not going to say it's the greatest movie ever. Um, actually, I would say it's one of the top, like five out of the turtle movies. I would say it's probably number two on my list. Cause I really can't beat the very first one of 19, the 1991 version of that. Um, but it's definitely up there, but yeah, brings you back into everything. Uh, of course, shredder is completely different. Um, they threw shit at me that I didn't even think we were going to see. Uh, t- the, the, the dimension X. Yeah, Did not see that coming. Um, Can I just say, I love how they did the Krang. Oh my god, Krang was great. The humor, and even the guy... uh, The the voice of Krang was actually the voice of of, of, of the guy who played Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. But even how he talked, even though he had a deeper voice and Krang was more like, Ah, Shredder, get me the turtle. (laughs) <laughs> like he literally talked like that where he had like kind of like the weird kind of broken sentences and uh like the weird creatureness to it so he did capture that character uh how they did him was i thought it was amazing i like the fact that he had to punch himself to get back in his stomach
0: yeah. like i thought <laughs> that, that was crazy um, but i love how they don't really give you a background on the crane they kind of just have him show up and you're kind of automatically supposed to know but i have a feeling when they do the third movie they'll give you more of a better background for the Krang. Uh, yeah, and I'm really kind of hoping they bring in his rock army and... Well, um, I mean, he did say at the end of the movie, I will be back a thousand times stronger. Yeah. So if he brings back the Krang army, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, it's... Oh, my God, it's... So, yeah, so, yeah, right off the bat, Krang, I like the guy who played Shredder this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really liked, actually, when... It, the uh, jumping ahead towards the end of the movie, he finally does put on the helmet, and it's finally the helmet that we're like, yeah! Uh,
0: but I wish he did kind of have a little bit more spikes to him. Um, I did like how he was in the Swiss Army knife this time around. Yes. Uh,
2: but let's see. Oh, the two guys uh, playing Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh,
0: perfect. Perfect. Yeah. They and were you know great. guy played in Rocksteady was a wrestler? Yes, I found that out. I was like, What? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, it's Seamus. I, I didn't even recognize him.
2: Yeah, it was ridiculous because, like, who is this guy? He looked kind of familiar. But uh, the two guys who played them, and actually, I kind of like what they did with the mutagen, where it wasn't like mm. they had to have animals to actually combine them with. It was just kind of like this. It was a really kind of almost like throwaway line, but it summed everything up where it's all like, oh, it, it states back to, like, whatever genetic, you know, yeah. animal that they, you know. Which
0: were, I think is uh, perfect because when you look. when. I mean, if you're going to combine someone with animals, why get a warthog? Yeah. A rhino, I understand. A warthog, not so much. I'd be like, yo, get me an elephant. Yeah, you know, like. Or like know. a shark or a hippo or just something huge.
2: Yeah, but I think they did a great job with that little aspect, uh, and their humor together just made me feel like oh, yeah. the the cartoon – and what I liked about it with the cartoon shows, they were – Bebop and Roxy have always been stronger than the Turtles, but they've just never been bright. Yeah. So it's like they never knew how to use their
0: strength to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things – one I, there was an Easter egg I caught that I found to be hysterical, and I don't know if you caught it or not, but Vanilla Ice. Yes. Uh, when Casey gets into the bar and it's like, oh, this is a great song. And if I haven't just rips the CD, I'm like, Holy shit. It was vanilla ice. Yeah. They (laughs) had a a lot of, uh, they had a lot of good,
2: like throwaway stuff to different things, which I thought was great. Um, That was a perfect one. Uh, The way they were messing with Casey Jones in the movie, I thought was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: uh, Now I didn't really care for Stephen and Casey Jones. I mean, you only saw him in the mask once. Yes. And then they were kind of like, oh, hey, I can't talk through this mask, so never mind. Um, I'm never going to wear this thing again.
2: Yeah, it was kind of – it was weird. It's like they – I felt like a Casey Jones character, maybe a cameo, maybe like a little bit of him in this movie, and maybe put him – give him more of a backstory in maybe the next movie at this point because I'm like, you had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And his kind of story was kind of like, oh, you're a ex." cop okay
1: um, yeah
0: i didn't like that because i'm like you know, he's supposed to be a vigilante and he can't really be a vigilante if he's a cop yeah I mean, he didn't turn. mention he's got anger issues which i did like the fact they actually mentioned that mm-hmm. but yeah it was weird yeah yeah but i mean even still like i said steven amele cool. um yeah. he didn't fail the movie i'll say that <laughs> um
2: i think they got a lot more i like the kind of agreement they had with uh Vern, yes, in the movie, I thought that was kind of good.
0: I like how they kind of come out to the police officers and like, look, you guys got to keep our secret. Um, you know, just don't tell anyone about us. But if you guys ever need us, we'll be there.
2: Yeah, like I mean, I think they did a really good job, and I'm looking forward to the next film. And just like there was so much in it that just made you feel like, oh, this is this was what it was. Especially when they're driving down the freeway and um, in the turtle van and everything like that. Oh, the that was the other Easter eggs I loved. Every time like they, they honked the horn. But uh, mm-hmm. the Song their communications did yeah. the stuff. They actually had
0: like the turtle comms this time around. Uh oh uh, April's uh, watch as soon as it got done downloading the thing, Donnie's uh face shows up and it's uh, the face from the original cartoon.
2: Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like that's what I I felt like somebody who jumped into this movie was like this is how you have to do the Turtles movie. It's like, uh, it's like, this is what the, it's like, you want to keep the young fans, but you also want to get the old fans to come back. And this, I think is a movie for
0: that. Oh, the best Easter egg of them all was Bumblebee. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, when Mikey shows up in the parade and he's like, whoa, this is so cool. And it's a Halloween parade. So, you know, everyone thinks he's in a costume and all of a sudden you see like this little yellow car just driving around him. And then next, you know, it transforms and it's just this kid who's got like one of those transforming cosplays. Yeah. And I guess, I think he was using like one of those hoverboards on his arms to make him move in the car mode.
1: Mm.
0: At least I think that's how he did it. I don't know. And he's like, yo, cool costume, bro. And, and then transforms back into a car. And I'm like, only michael bay would be able to do that and honestly that was the coolest transformers moment in the past 20 years for me probably
2: yeah which i don't know why we're getting more of those movies but of course i'm gonna go see yeah. them because i'm an idiot and they're gonna put something in the movie where i'm like "Oh, i have to go see this and then of course i'm gonna
0: walk and be like yo i think we found a transformer what no what? Just, instead of making them live action, they should just make it a cartoon Transformers movie.
2: Honestly, you can make the – no, you can make a live action Transformer, like do the CGI and stuff like that, but you can give us a 30-minute movie and it's just all like, I hate you Decepticons, I hate you Autobots, and just have them fight. And guess what? We'd all be satisfied. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so back to Turtles. Yes, Turtles. Um, um, yeah, so the movie was great. I enjoyed myself. I mean I, I enjoyed the first one, and I'll say this, and this is one of the few instances I will say this, this was better than the first one.
2: Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, like I told people, I like, go, oh, I enjoyed the first one. It was cool to see the turtles like jump around and that kind of thing. I know everyone's like, they're huge. They're like these beasts and monsters. But I'm like, if you don't try to follow it as an actual, like, oh, this storyline's unique. If you say that, if that's your biggest problem with mm-hmm. the turtle. And again, it's a Ninja Turtles movie. If you're literally going in there going like, this movie's going to have the greatest storyline ever. I'm like, the concept is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, does that should tell you right off
1: the bat that... <laughs>
0: I love the little hidden easter egg of them saying, yo, we ain't aliens. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what are you guys, aliens or something like that? And they're like, do we look like we're aliens to you? Yeah, I like how they
2: uh, they kept I like how they kept throwing that joke in there because I know that was a huge outrage when they first announced that.
0: I have a feeling Michael Bay only did that just for these jokes. He might have. Uh, you never know. He could be trolling
2: everybody. It's Michael Bay,
0: mm-hmm. the, the biggest troll. He just did this just to mess with everyone. Oh, what do you think of Tyler Perry's uh, Baxter Stockman? He was great. I think he was perfect for Baxter Stockman. He was nerdy. He was nervous all the time. He got uh, cocky and and near the end, and then when he got kind of betrayed, it was perfect.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed that, and I liked the fact that, like how how he was, like kind of his like laughing and giggling, like oh, this is gonna be fun. Like you know, it was kind of <laughs> like yeah, he thought he was not being played, and then he was being played. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like.
0: Now, I have heard some people say that they did not like the origin of Rocksteady and Bebop.
2: Well, the original origin of them were just thugs.
0: Yeah, and then they got mutated with the animals and whatnot. But I, I think
2: – No, go ahead. And I, I lost my train of thought. You go ahead. I was just going to throw out my two cents. I'm like, yeah, I could sit there and be butthurt about it, but I was kind of like, you know what? Guess what I finally got? that I did not get in my childhood when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was announced, Origin of the Ooze, and they were talking about two new mutants. Now, this is before the internet, so there's no way to look stuff up. There was no way to find things out. It was just articles, news things. You know, This was like 1993 or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, we legitimately thought Rock, and Bebop, Rock, and Bebop, Rock, city and Bebop. And then you sit down in the theater and you get these two mediocre characters that were just made for this movie, Token and Razar. If you were me, like at that age group, thinking getting Rocksteady and Bebop, you you were like angry at that time. No, looking back at it, I was fucking pissed, but I didn't know what fucking piss meant, so I was angry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for me, I mean, again, I never grew up with the cartoon, so I didn't know who Rocksteady and Bebop were because the cartoon I did grow up with didn't have them in it. So I didn't know that they were characters Mm -hmm. until, honestly, maybe…
2: Eight years ago. And you know And that's fine. I mean, th- that's the thing. Like, people don't understand that. But I thought I thought it was a great way to do it. He's like, here's their origin story. They mm-hmm. joined Shredder. Uh, you know, I even like the joke they were making where they're like, we need to grow up and be like that. And these are like, I need just some like stupid people, you know, basically, like that I can just boss around and things like that. I thought and I thought they were great. I thought the characters <laughs> were funny. Uh, I there's one part in it where they farted for no reason and they yeah. thought it was funny, and I was kinda like you didn't really need to throw in a fart joke with that, but I did actually like the joke where they both pulled open their pants and looked down. And they were like, yeah, like that was pretty <laughs> funny. Like these are the type of guys that would be like that with, you know, Rock City and bebop. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, they were just funny. Like they had, they were strong. They were funny. I think they portrayed their characters perfectly. Um, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of them fighting the turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was kind of a throwaway to have Casey
0: Jones fight them. Oh. Don't even get me started on those skates that he made out of, like, nothing. Yeah, that was so bullshit when I saw those. I was
1: like, come oh,
0: on. As soon as he took the tape off that chair, I'm like, dude, there's no way that tape is still going to be sticky enough to reattach freaking – and I'm like, isn't the tape going to get in the way of the wheels and stop you from rolling? D- this is completely bullshit. I'm sorry. I, it just took me out of the movie. I like, a, that,
2: I like our gripes with movies. Like, we could accept, like, totally, dude like giant turtles, rock city and bebop, fucking martians from, you know, S- dimension x and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, no, no. This 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 makeshift rollerblade that I'm going to call bullshit on that.
0: Screw yeah. you. <laughs> well, like I know it's a movie. I get that. No, but I know. When you're making a movie, there's some things that still need to remain plausible. Cuz you don't want to be taken out of the movie. You want to experience it. It's like a book. I mean, you're experiencing the book and whatnot, and like something, you're like that. That just can't happen. Like I get it, like science behind certain things, you can alter science for movies. Yeah. Be like, oh well, this element can do this because I just made this up, so it's okay. But when you have everyday items such as duct tape and whatever the hell he used as wheels, I gotta call bullshit.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Like I I always do that too. Like I'll find something. I'll be like, "You know, I don't really believe this." And everyone's like, "Really? That's that's the thing you don't believe."
0: <laughs> it's like Guardians of the Galaxy and his uh headset. Yeah. And like those ear buds should have broke like forever ago.
2: Unless he's got like some technology that he
0: found to fix them. Well, James Gunn did say that um it's possible that Peter Quill found some technology to like an everlasting battery or something like that to power up the thing and just keep things going because he's in space and shit like that exists. So at least yeah. James Gunn came out and said something like that. Yeah. But uh,
2: I, I forgot we should have thrown a huge spoiler uh, in the beginning of this because if people haven't seen the movie, but uh, I love the fact that uh, you got to see, they did a lot of, a um, lot of callbacks to the cartoon show, especially when the turtles are fighting Krang and his huge robot Uh, suit that's uh, basically the suit from the cartoon shows but the fact like when his arm gets chopped up at a certain point there's a bunch of weapons that he actually puts on the the mace and actually that was one of his weapons in the Ninja Turtles cartoon show where he actually pulls out two maces on his arms to uh, attack. So I thought that was really awesome. Uh, I know when the Blu-ray DVD comes out, you're probably going to have to freeze frame it and slow motion when Frederick gets frozen and thrown into this collection.
0: I was trying to look at that scene when I was watching, like I don't see anything I recognize, but I could be wrong.
2: That's the rumor is there might be some hidden Easter eggs in there of things of what to come. So that's why I was like, yeah, I'll probably check that out
0: um i can probably take a look at it right now
2: yeah if anybody has found anything but i know a lot of people said that too they're like everyone did the same thing when it like it went down to that little storage unit and you saw all the frozen like different like things you're like oh shit like what's in there what's uh, what could it be could it be you know so so uh the fact that the tectodrome has been in a movie now uh mm-hmm. freaking mind um i kind of wish um it did maybe even did like a little bit of a land on earth a bit. And it was almost kind of like a tank. I did like the design of it. It was pretty much true to the thing. Actually, I think I lost it when the eye, uh, popped up on the thing, uh, for the technodrome where it was like the huge eye, like formed. I was just like, mm. oh, like, honestly, if I was not in a theater with children, I would have been coming. Um, <laughs> that's gross. dude. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care. I was just like eighties, um, all over my face, neck and chest. Um, oh no 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 oh sorry um (laughs) we're bringing it back bringing it back um but yeah no it was i haven't said that in a while it was fun it was just a fun movie get kicks out of it um just if you're a huge fan of the ninja turtles cartoon show new or old at this point Mm -hmm. like i think everybody will really thoroughly enjoy
0: this movie um oh a thing that i really did enjoy that i wasn't expecting Mm-hmm. The Paramount logo. Can <gasps> use the Ninja Stars? Oh
2: my god, I, yeah, that was, that was pretty baller. Um, when that happened. uh, yeah, uh, yeah I totally forgot about that little Easter egg and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> then, of course, at the end of the movie, <coughs> uh, credits roll, and we got a badass version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles original song. Which actually was created and written by, uh, I believe, one of the, the guy who created the Big Bang Theory uh, TV show. Hugh ah. was it? What's his name? Uh, uh no idea. I don't know if it's Hugh Laurie. I know that's the guy who does is the guy who plays House has that same oh. name. He has the same name as somebody though that sounds familiar. What's his?
0: Nah. David oh. something. I forget. Um, while well, you're figuring that out, one of the, uh, um. Easter eggs was Casey Jones' license plate that said Mirage 84. Oh! Which is Mirage Studios 1984, is when the Turtles came out. Yes. Uh, It was too much to hope for that the filmmakers would find room for a cameo from Vanilla Ice after his memorable appearance and debut in Ninja Rap and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But the rapper does make an appearance of sorts when Casey Jones follows the footsteps of Bebop from Rocksteady. Ice Ice Baby can be heard playing on a bar juice box. That was still my favorite uh, cameo.
2: That was a good yeah, cameo Easter Egg on that one. Um and then plus his Go Ninja Go Ninja Rap at the end of the I
0: knew that place looked familiar. The bar is the same bar used in Jessica Jones. Oh is it? Oh they- yeah. Huh. Very cool. Uh Casey's hockey stick said Eastman on it.
1: Oh. I'm
2: trying to think what else I saw in that movie. Yeah, all the Turtle Com stuff was funny. The the Turtle Van as well. Um
0: No, doesn't say anything here.
2: Um, out of the shadows, um. I, still wanna, I still am curious about the story with the uh, – what's his face? Uh, the guy who plays Leonardo. Like how come he can't voice Leonardo? How come Johnny Knoxville doesn't? Oh, in the uh, – In
0: the yeah. movie. I don't know. I guess yeah, uh, they right. just want like at least one big game even though it really doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, that's what I don't get, because it's like, you do have a couple of big names attached to it, but it's like, just to make him, like, and honestly, like I said, I'm like, if you wanted to make him any of the Turtles, I would have made him Raphael, um, but, uh, I mean, he does great Leonardo, which is actually kind of, you know, crazy, but I just always thought that was funny, that was just like, um, and like, Tony is winner, but... I just thought it was kind of funny. That it was just like this guy who plays this person is the voice. This person who plays this person is the voice. Even the guys who did Bebop and rock City's motion capture and stuff like that. They were still the voices, mm-hmm. uh, of the character and everything like that. And then it was just like, uh, Leonardo is played by this guy, but voiced by Johnny Knoxville. So I made that meme a while back when I heard there was all like, Hi, I'm Leonardo and welcome to jackass. Um, Any other delicious Easter eggs?
0: Now that's about it, I mean, for the most part, but anyways, overall, I mean, great movie. I give it three and a half brothers out of four three and a half brothers out of four
2: yeah uh i yeah, I'd probably give it the same. I mean, it's a very enjoyable movie and it's fun um now, which
0: turtle do you cut in half uh probably Leonardo, yeah. <laughs> I'm very surprised on that poll, though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, 22 people. I mean, it's not – it just happened to be that but many people.
2: No, I mean, like I said, the majority, like, in retrospect, like, it's usually, to me, it always comes up with, like, it usually is, like, Raphael and uh, Michelangelo, like, always, like, the top, like, two, and then people like Donatello, and then, like, Leonardo. Like, people like him, but he's always at the bottom. And, like I said, nothing against him, but that's that's been the first, like – a uh, poll I've ever seen that he actually he won. So good for
0: good for Leo. What was funny was like for the majority of the poll, uh, Donnie and Mikey were actually tied. Really? Mm-hmm. They were tied for first, and then uh, Leo was right behind, and Raf was always last.
2: That's so weird. Matthew didn't vote then because Matthew's favorite turtle is Raphael.
0: See, unfortunately, with Twitter votes, they don't really tell you who voted mm. or how they voted. Yeah. Um, I actually did vote because, again, I have a separate Twitter account so I could vote. Yeah.
2: But very cool, very cool. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's all we got for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and a little overview on that. Actually, you know what we might have to do? If I can get a copy of some of the old um, cartoon shows or something like that, we might like to go through and try to compare them or specials or something like that, maybe do a little recap of some of the cartoon shows for an episode of another like a cartoons volume two or something like that like we did with the dc universe and whatnot
0: yeah or you know if someone wants to come visit me at some point we can always do it live yeah that that
2: should, could happen once i uh figure out how to um i just need to take time off that's all yeah no
0: it's okay i get it
2: <laughs> i hope so because i don't <laughs> I uh, know. I also have to figure out how to fly for free. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff you got to do. Um, you got to like hop. Oh, it's nothing the crazy or anything. Right? That it's it's nothing crazy. It's just I'm lazy. You're late. You're pregnant. Yeah, I'm late. No, I'm lazy, and that's oh, uh, lazy. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. lazy too. Trust me, I completely understand. So
2: yeah, well, we'll definitely set something up because we do want to do something special for our one uh, hundredth episode. So uh, yeah.
0: Episode 81 right now, yo.
2: 81. When we get to 84, then we'll do 84 Nostalgia.
0: Um, no. Sorry for the yo. I'm still off of a Breaking Bad high. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, um, I'm going to throw this in. I know Ranger Command is going to talk
2: about it and everything that, but...
0: What? Brian Cranston? Yeah. That well, is nuts. Well, it's actually not that far-fetched. He actually did used to help out with Power Rangers before it started.
2: Yes, I, 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 and then I think he also played one of the villains in one of
1: the shows. He if I'm not did, mistaken, he,
0: I think he did the voice of two villains. Okay, and then, um, basically Billy, his last name is Cranston, so they actually kind of named him after Brian Cranston. Brian,
2: that's kind of cool. But I thought that that was I, I thought that was great um, mm-hmm. that he's doing that. So they're getting I like I know a lot of people were you know a little upset with the. Uh, the costumes and some stuff, but I mean, they are bringing some big names to this film right now, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, but um, I really cannot wait for this movie. I can't. Um, they released a teaser poster for it; it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. All I want is just oh, the only thing I want to see is Zords. I want to see the Megazord.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be kind of cool. Um, so. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to the movie, and I'm like I'm not even like in depth with it like everybody else is. Like I'm like yeah, I remember, it, but dick I'll I'll see it.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I have a feeling a bunch of you know like the people who used to grow up with Aunt, uh, Mighty Morphin, they're gonna go see it too because this is gonna be a nostalgia callback to them. Some people are gonna hate it because it ruined their childhood. It's not how they used to be, but I'm just gonna say, suck it up, you little bitches. It's a movie. You didn't complain that much when Turtles came out. You didn't complain that much when Transformers first came out. You complained during the sequel to Transformers, but that's a different story.
2: Well, everyone – I think it's the internet. Everyone likes to complain, like I said. Like, look, when I go see the new Ghostbusters movie because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, and is this going to ruin my childhood? No, it's not going to ruin my childhood.
0: No, because you know what? Your childhood cannot be ruined. I'm, I'm sorry. Left. I yes. hate it when people say this ruined my childhood because you know what? Your childhood happened. You cannot go back, unless, of course, I found a way to go back in time and punch you as a child. I, it, your childhood is not ruined.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> my childhood was ruined by this movie? No, my co host traveled back in time <laughs> and, ended up, like, helping me just
0: beat me up and then come back. Exactly. That's the only way your childhood can be ruined. Yeah. So, um, yeah. even if, like, say, a lot of people, like you know, I don't remember if you ever saw this or not, but there was a Power Rangers fan film that came out that was super dark, super gritty, a lot of swearing. There was boobs in it and everything. Yeah. And uh, when that first came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, this just ruined my childhood. It's awful. Um, I'll never be able to look at Power Rangers the same." Be like, okay, that's not ruining your childhood. Your childhood cannot be ruined. Sure, you can't watch Power Rangers the same ever again. But guess what? You really can't because the show kind of sucked.
2: Well, it's like everything. It's like they say, you can't go home again. It's like I'm pretty – I know it's going to happen. I'm going to rewatch because next month for uh, July, we're doing a whole bunch of Ghostbusters stuff for a Horrorcast, mm-hmm. And we're going to touch upon the old cartoon series and the, the Extreme Ghostbusters series and stuff like that. And I guarantee you when I watch some of those episodes, they're not going to hold up to what I remembered at that time. I, mm. I will have a nostalgia feeling, but I could sit there going like, wow, this is really badly written this episode or something like that. you know. Yeah. So it, it happens.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know what? Back at the time, it's because everything we're so used to, we're used to good writing. We're used to great graphics. We're used to all this stuff. You go back in time to watching all that old stuff, you're going to be like, oh, my God. How did I ever sit through this? It's because at the time, that was the graphics. Give it. 10, 20 years from now, we'll watch, like, Avengers. And I'll be like, holy shit, how the hell do we sit through this? This was crap.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like with anything. So, step exactly. happening. Get over it, kids. Just ex- just be happy shit is coming to fruition, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Because either people are complaining, like, oh, why can't we have a live-action Power Rangers movie? I want a new Power Rangers movie. You finally get it, and I'm like, I don't want it anymore. It's like, shut yeah. up. Got what you wanted enjoy it
2: yeah it's it's just what people do but um yeah so i think that's gonna that's all i got to add to this so i hope you guys are walk down memory lane
0: (laughs) yeah i think i'm also too
2: all right well uh you know where to find us on the twitter and the instagram at uh, longboxcast Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't forget to follow Kyle and myself on Twitter as well. Uh, don't forget mm-hmm. to check out all the other great shows on the 4i Radio Network. And Kyle, uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else to add?
0: Um, stay in school, kids. Listen to your parents. Do your homework. Um, don't get a credit card because life sucks. Oh,
2: okay. That was harsh. Well, until next time, <laughs> kids, we're going to do our own rebirth. <sighs>
0: Actually, I think we should just re we should just reboot the show at episode 99 and then just start back from episode one.
2: (laughs) Like that episode will just be like, so this podcast started with, and we'll like go through the entire transitions, but, and then everyone's like, okay, so I'm caught up. And then we'll just go, but none of that matters now. Cause now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then, and then when people hate the show, or like the show then we'll reboot it because I don't know if people like us or hate us right now so
0: well, I mean we got like what three or four listeners or something like that
2: that's good that's better than most of my shows
0: yeah so um, without further ado I'm going to say the magical words that everyone loves to hear because that just means the show's over with and you can stop listening to our voices yes long box cast too many issues for a short box
1: yes. <laughs> Chain yeah. reaction. Living underground. It's a shell of a town. Turtles counted off. Live by the code of the martial arts. Turtles. They're on the finalists. Someone else starts. Always stick together, no matter what. If all else fails, then it's time to kick back There's no one better. Watch out for Shredder. They're like no others. Turn on. It's teenage
2: brother. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Teenage, bitch, ninja. Turn on. This has been another proud production of the Four Eyed Radio Network. If you want to see more shows, go check out www.foureyedradio.com, you winkers.